everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony, and welcome to this Wednesday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? I'm doing well. Excellent. Are you ready for Snowmageddon? I am. I'm very ready. Yes. I love snow. I mean, I love snow when I don't have to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Well, we'll see. Uh, we could get anywhere between uh, six inches and four and a half feet from what I hear. Yes. Um, I'm hoping it's on the higher side, but not four and a half feet. Okay. A foot would be nice. All right. Okay. Um, so let's start with things from the Disney Parks blog. They are talking about a new addition to the safari, which we've been waiting for for a while, and that is... That is true. The goats are in. Yay! Uh, so we had spoken about, uh, God, a couple months ago, about mm-hmm. this new section being Goat added enclosure. to the end of the safari uh, attraction, um, and it was a warden's outpost. Well, they have now added um, Nigerian dwarf goats to that section. Uh, so these goats that are from West Africa uh, chase, climb, and play like little kids, but they are fully grown. Uh, these goats are from Nigeria, and they are highly valuable because of the high-protein milk they provide that is also sweet. So uh, that's kind of how they play into Africa and why they're putting them in the safari. They still don't make sense in the safari. No? No, it's, you know, it's... it's are there goats on the safari? In Nigerian I mean, villages there are. I mean, are there goats on the what are the grasslands or whatever? Well, you're not on the grasslands. That's as your as the safari is ending. It's okay. almost at the end of the attraction. Okay. So it's a new encounter. I mean, I mean, um, I mean, I'm perfectly happy to see goats. I just think it's a little weird, right? I mean, they added the uh, what do they call them? The painted dogs or whatever. The, the yeah, wild but they dogs. wander around. That's true. They wander around the on savannah. the safari, right? All right. Yeah. Um, There's a recipe now out there from the Disney Parks blog for peppermint marshmallow wands, which is exciting for us. That's the uh, treat that Isabel chose when we went to uh, one of the candy stores. All right. We'll have to make it for her. Yeah. Uh, But these are some sweets from Marceline's Confectionery, which are located at the downtown Disney District and the Disneyland Resort. Um, And they have the recipe for uh, the aforementioned peppermint marshmallow wand. Uh, You can make eight of them. Uh, but uh, they are also showcasing some of the other holiday treats like the mini holiday apple, the Mickey snowman apple, uh, and the mini holiday uh, Rice Krispie treats nice. that are available at Downtown Disney. But they do give you the recipe on how to actually make the peppermint marshmallow wand. Not that it's that tough because you just dip marshmallows in chocolate and then roll it in peppermint. Oh, they don't show you how to make marshmallow? No, it's they just tell you to make 24 large marshmallows or to have 24 large marshmallows. Another one of their crappy recipes. They don't make the marshmallows at Disney. How do you know? Because I've seen them. They're just, they're pre-made round marshmallows. I'm sorry to spoil the magic. Well, homemade marshmallows are delicious and everyone should try them sometime. It's too much work. The Disney Dreamers Academy has wrapped up. What, that, do, you, what do you know about that? I don't know much. So the Disney's Dreamers Academy uh, started in 2008. And normally what they do is they have 100 students from across the country. They send them to Walt Disney World for an immersive four-day learning experience. Uh, This year, of course, with COVID, things are a little different. So they had 100 teens across the USA who uh, attended the first Dreamers uh, Disney Dreamers Academy virtual program series. This was a 12-week program uh, where they learned about... um, all sorts of stuff, Disney and Imagineering and workshops and sessions. And um, they uh, these are considered externships okay. uh, for a lot of these students. So each student was paired with a professional for their uh, mentoring experience. So they got to work with people from Imagineering, Walt Disney Studios, ABC, Pixar, 
Essence Magazine, National Geographic, and more. Um, and uh, they graduated uh, this week. They all got Disney Dreamers Academy class rings. And who knows if the next year's version will be virtual again or if it will be back to uh, on-site for four days. Well, let's hope it's back to on-site. Right. Um, so another thing that's moving along in the right direction, talking about things being back on site, um, we've all been missing fireworks and there's going to be some fireworks testing happening in the Magic Kingdom tomorrow. That's right. Between 1030 and 1130 PM, there is a fireworks test schedule. Uh, it doesn't say what they are for, uh, but there is some rumor that it could be testing for the 50th anniversary nighttime spectacular codenamed Project Nugget. (laughs) Uh, that is going to debut on October 1st of next year, um, but uh, you know, we don't know. You know, We know that a couple weeks ago there were perimeter firework tests done, which just led to low-level bursts being added to the holiday projection show. Which is nice. I mean, it does give a little pizzazz to, to the show. It makes you right. sort of, it makes you feel like you're in Disney World a little bit more than not having them. Uh-huh. I thought. Okay. A little excitement. Um. I'm really excited here. You didn't tell me what it was, but you have an update about the Columbia Harbor House. That's right. Uh, the interior of Columbia Harbor House is being used as an extended queue for Peter Pan. That is not the news I wanted. That's terrible. I know. You should have told me it wasn't good news. Oh, guess I was what? so excited for it to open. Guess what? What? It's not good news. <laughs> um, it's really uh, Peter Pan, you know, because of social distancing... Uh, the queue when we were there extended all the way outside of Peter Pan down a little alleyway and then headed down towards uh, Columbia Harbor House and then looped back, back up again and went alongside the actual Peter Pan show building. So, uh, you know, this just gives them some additional space to spread that line out, clear out the walkway a little bit mm-hmm. and utilize a building that is not serving. Darn it. Sorry. All right. Um, In Epcot, the first of five floating platforms has been moved into the lagoon to begin testing. That's right. They're part of Epcot's new nighttime spectacular called Harmonious. Uh, And this barge has been moved in uh, for testing of the show equipment. Um, At night, they will be part of the show. During the day, these five platforms are going to create a sparkling fountain in the lagoon, which is something that has never been a part of the lagoon before. I like sparkle. Yeah. Sparkle's good. Sparkles are very good. All right. Uh, Slinky Dog is now loading every row. I find this concerning. Yeah, it's kind of crazy because when we were there, they were loading. Well, if you were a party of two, you got a whole car to yourself. If you were a party of four, two rows of two. Right. Um, But now they have made the decision to start loading every car with no no dividers. Um, I mean, you can't put a divider on on a roller coaster. That I understand. But I don't understand going to every row. And, you know, between cars, you've probably got four or five feet of distance. But those rows, I mean, you know, it's a, a body length. And not even a body length. No. It's a, it's no, a seated body length. I mean, you're not facing each other. So right. there's that. But still, I'm not a fan of this. I'm no. glad we got to ride before they uh, started doing that. You know, they've taken all sorts of precaution, putting up plastic dividers in the loading area. Yeah. Uh, you know, you actually go to stand in the loading area and... There's a six foot tall plastic divider running yeah. the entire length of the uh, of the queue there, um, so I, for better or for worse, that's uh, what they decided to do. So uh, leading into the next story, my thought on Slinky Dog originally was 
you know, it's outside. So maybe they're giving a little bit more leeway. Right. And then we roll into the next story. That rock and roller coaster is now loading every row. Right. That's not in. That's not outside. No, that's not outside. No. Uh, you know, same deal once again. Each of the ride vehicles is two rows of two. Uh, with maybe four or five feet between the back row of one car and the first row of the other car. Um, no physical distancing. You know, I kind of get it. You can't really, you can put a divider on Rise of the Resistance. No, you I, you can't put a divider, put on, a a divider on a roller coaster because of the aerodynamic issues that it would yes, cause. Yes, but you don't load every row. Well, I'm not arguing with you there. So ridiculous. I was pleased when we went on it that I got, we got the front row. Mm-hmm. So nobody's spit was flying back at me, right. which I really liked. Um, but even so, there was nobody straight behind us, mm-hmm. you know, because they were loading uh, every other row. So uh, not pleased with that decision by Disney, not at this point anyway. Duly noted. You know, you should uh, you should drop them a line. Yeah, I should. Okay. Um, rock and Roller Coaster. Nope. Rise of the Resistance. They're both R, R and R. Rise of the Resistance. <laughs> Rise of the Resistance is now changing the boarding group distribution times. That's right. Beginning December 20th, uh, they're going to distribute at 7 a.m. and 1 p.m. Yeah. Uh, that comes into play, uh, that comes into play because beginning January 1st, you're going to be able to start park hopping and that's going to start at 2 p.m. Okay. So what this is, is this eliminates people who think that they're going to be able to get over to that park for two o'clock, right. run in and get a seat. Right. Um, you know, the deal is at 7 a.m., you just have to be anywhere near Disney. Mm-hmm. I've heard reports of people as far away as Tampa getting a boarding group and then driving to the parks. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't have to be in the parks. For the 1 p.m. or the afternoon uh, disbursement of boarding passes, you have to have a park ticket, have a park pass reservation, and physically be in the park at the time that the uh, uh, boarding passes are allocated. All right. So, um, you know... It's going to be park hopping at two o'clock. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you park hop, you come in at two o'clock, you have to have a boarding pass. Boarding passes are not going to anyone other than those people right. who had a park reservation yeah. for that day. And that that makes a lot of sense. Yes, it does. I was hoping that the change was going to be that that first distribution time was a little bit later. Because it was the one day that we didn't have to get up really early because the park didn't open really early. Except for the fact that we had to get up really early so we could get our boarding And then pass. once we were up... We were just awake. Right. So we had all this time. Well, more time than we thought because they opened earlier than we thought. We thought we right. had we thought we but, had till 10. They had actually opened at 9. And they'd actually opened at 8.30. Yeah. So if we had like just gotten up and gotten ready. We could and just, gone to the parks, we would have gotten in like two been, or three more rides. It would have been just, just the right timing. Yep. Um, all right. So also in the parks, they have now uh, returned the merchandise pickup option uh, that's only for Within the park, not to your resort. That's right. And they haven't returned it yet. It is coming back for the holidays. Okay. So between December 20th and January 2nd, uh, if you purchase uh, any stuff in the stores, you can have that delivered to the front entrance as you exit. So you can pick it up as you exit the park. The pickup locations are uh, the Chamber of Commerce in the Magic Kingdom, Gateway Gifts at Epcot, Oscars Super Service at Disney's Hollywood Studios, and Near Guest Relations at Animal Kingdom. How do you think those lines are, though? It doesn't seem worth it. They have to go wait in another line to pick oh, up what you already bought. Right. I don't know. That's, maybe that's just me. I mean, I guess if you bought something big enough. Right. Like if you buy you a monorail, you, you don't want to carry it Yeah, you just can't. Um, all right. Moving into resort news. All-Star Movies is now set to open on March 22nd. 
Yeah, this is good news. Uh, it previously had a February 9th reopening date, um, but they did move it back to March 22nd. So that's that's kind of good. I guess. Were you able to book reservations starting like February? Yes. And then so then and they have yes, to move the, And guests who have stuff booked anything between February 9th and March 22nd will, will be being, being moved to another resort. Mm. It's kind of nice. They usually move you somewhere better. I was going to say that they always move you somewhere really nice. But I do know that before Coronado was open, people who were booked with Coronado because they ended up pushing the time back got moved to Caribbean Beach. Which, which to me isn't is, it, which isn't, well, I mean, they're both moderate, so it's definitely not an upgrade. Right. And I don't really like Caribbean Beach, so not an upgrade for me. No. What would be an upgrade would be the Beach Club. Um, however, that is not opening until May 30th. Yeah. Uh, good news. Uh, you know, the Yacht Club's open, and they're just opening up the Beach Club part, so mm-hmm. that's, that's good. Yeah. Although it would also be nice to be in the yacht, at the Yacht Club now, because there's that many less people at that pool. Right. But the beach club villas are open, so you've still yeah. got people from the vacation club. But that's nowhere near the no. same number of people. And then uh, the Wilderness Lodge also has an opening date. That one is May 6th. Yep. Okay. And the Polynesian Village, summer of 2021. Yeah. And that leaves uh, four, well, three resorts that have no opening date. Uh, and that is the music, uh, actually music and sports in the All-Stars. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's really two resorts. Uh, Port Orleans Resort, both uh, Port Orleans French Quarter and uh, Port Orleans Riverside, and the non-DVC Animal Kingdom Lodge component. Okay. So there's still a ton of resort properties that are not open. Yeah. And by ton, I mean five. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a lot. I mean, even like they're not opening the Wilderness Lodge till May. Gosh, it just seems like a lot of them are not open. That's craziness. Right. But it does sound like they're going to be increasing the crowds for summertime. Yeah. I mean... With the whole vaccine being out and everything, there's going to be a good percentage of people who are vaccinated come the summertime. I mean, I think they're saying, like, everyone could be vaccinated by June or July. So Mm -hmm. um, they may be able to get away with that. All right. um, We've been following this in our construction updates here. Um, The boardwalk, the uh, um, slide at the pool there, has been being refurbished. They took down the ugly clown, and they're supposed to be putting up some sort of Mickey something or other. Uh, the first photo of that uh, called the Keister Coaster is is out now. Yep. It's always been the Keister Coaster, so the naming is not new, but the theming is. Um, That's surprising because it almost seems like maybe the Keister Coaster is a new name considering they can't figure out how to spell it. <laughs> you would think, right? Right. Yeah, the uh, Imagineering released their first look at the poster of, of the uh, slide today with some Imagineers doing work on it, and Keister is spelled incorrectly. (laughs) So there's going to be some paint going over there to fix that up. That's right. Webster's uh, Dictionary has two different spellings of Keister, and the spelling they chose is neither of those. Right. And then in the story that they give on their own website, they spell it differently. They spell it correctly in the the story, in the press release. All right. Um, So if you're super upset about all that and you just cannot stand to stay at one of the Disney resorts because of that. You could move on over to Hotel Plaza Boulevard. And on your way into the parks from Hotel Plaza Boulevard, you are now going to see the beautifully refurbished and complete sign. That's right. The uh, uh, signage for the Hotel Plaza Boulevard uh, entryway has been completely refurbished, and it now matches the paint scheme of both the Western Way uh, entrance and the Ticket and Transportation Center entrance. Mm -hmm. 
So that, you know, it's the new gold and blue uh, color scheme. Um, and they've just, you know, they've just changed the, uh, the paint scheme. The background behind Mickey went from purple to royal blue. The columns, which were brick red, are now different shades of gray. So it is a new look. It, it jazzes things up a little bit, I think. But uh, you still can't stop out there and take pictures with the signs. No. No, no stopping allowed. No. When I make these transitions between stories, do you often wonder where I'm going? No, I just, I know you drink. <laughs> All right. At the Polynesian, the crossbeam structure is almost complete. Yeah, a ton of work still going on over there. Uh, the cross beams are almost done. Uh, it also looks like they might be modifying the um, monorail entrance, the uh, loading and unloading platform uh, at the Poly. Uh, so there's uh, just a, a lot of a lot of stuff going on there. We know that the ceremonial house is being uh, being worked on, and uh, it, it's still a mess. Okay. And then in park construction news, uh, the show building paneling for Tron has been completed. That's the whole story. The, no, uh, it's not. You said something about the outside overhang or whatever. Right. Well, the illuminated canopy for the outside component of the ride is still under construction. Okay, good. I, you but know, the, people might be wondering. The building just has a very plain gray and white. It's pretty ugly, yeah. It's like a big warehouse. Very industrial. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um. So Flamingo Crossing is a new shopping center that's supposed to be going in near Disney World, and they have just announced some new retailers that are going to be added there. Well, the Flamingo Crossing Town Center is uh, very close to Disney property, and it is going to be an integral part of the Disney World because it is going to uh, provide the Disney College program with their housing right in that area. They're building new apartments, but there's also retail and hotels that are going to be there. Um, Disney has announced some new uh, tenants who are coming in. Uh, their main anchor store, which they've already announced, is Target. Uh, but they are also bringing in a Wendy's, a Domino's, Ellie Lou Brews and Barbecue, Firehouse Subs, Pyology Pizzeria, uh, Gayu Kaku Japanese Barbecue, uh, a UPS store, and uh, a Five Below. <gasps> so we love Five Below. They will be joining the aforementioned anchor store, which is Target. Uh, PDQ, Five Guys, Ben and Jerry, Dunkin' Donuts, and Walgreens. Um, as far as resorts go, this is going to be the home to Spring Hill Suites by Marriott, Town Place Suites by Marriott. Those are already both open, uh, open and operating. Uh, Fairfield Inn and Residence Inn by Marriott, as well as Homewood Suites and Home Two Suites by Hilton, are all under construction and are expected to open uh, by next year. Uh, Hampton by Hilton is scheduled to be completed later in 2021. So okay, so some of the hotels are open. Is any of the shopping open yet? Or no, restaurants? none of the shopping is open yet. Okay. All right. Well, this doesn't sound like the greatest place to stay right now then if, no, <laughs> if there's no uh, shopping or restaurants. Give it another six or seven months. Yeah, it's going to be, be great. Hopping. Agreed. All right. Um, in business news, the Walt Disney Company has scheduled its meeting. Yep, their annual uh, shareholders meeting has been scheduled for Tuesday, March 9th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. It's going to be a virtual meeting and will be made available via webcast. Um, you know, much like in the Investors Day meeting of last week, there's usually some type of big announcement or announcements that come out of this. All right, cool. Hopefully it's not the return of cruising because I don't know if I can wait until March to get cruising news. Uh, why March? What's March? May. That's March 9th. I thought you said May 9th. I said March 9th. Oh, I've got May written down here. If I didn't say March 9th, I should have said March 9th. Okay. I believe I said March 9th. 
Okay, maybe you did. I don't always hear properly. What? Uh, <laughs> uh, we talked about this terrible idea, this Florida snow park. It was closed for a little while. Why was it closed? So they closed it last week because of improper uh, electrical work that was done. Great. Uh, electrical, fire, building, and plumbing code violations. Fabulous. Yeah. But it's reopened now. It has reopened now. Uh, they were uh, shut down on uh, Wednesday of last week. They did uh, work for two days uh, to uh, bring everything up to code, and they reopened on Friday. All right. Well, great. Yeah. Now you can go skiing in Florida. That's right. Or snow tubing, which everybody wants to do. I do like snow tubing. You do. All right. You have any closing words? I do not. All right. If you haven't done so already and you're in Connecticut, make sure you go out and get your milk, bread, and eggs. (laughs) And until Friday, I'm Tony. I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. (laughs) 